Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At that moment is when my woman's intuition kicked in. And I was oh, like, is okay, that when it kicked in? Right. Because I got news for your woman's intuition. It's fired, okay? <laughs> This is the plaintiff, Andrea Zuberka. She says she paid the defendant for some concrete work she wanted done at her house. Then the crook took her money and never did the work. She gave this guy the benefit of the doubt due to the pandemic. But she's not a pushover, and enough is enough. So she's suing for the $975 she's owed. This is the defendant, Mike Struble. He says the plaintiff changed the scope of the work she needed midstream and added a septic tank she wanted to fill in. Then she fired him for some unknown reason, but he expended time and effort and ordered materials for her job, so he owes her nothing. He's accused of failing to cement a customer. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, you Douglas. You are very welcome. It is good to see you six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you back home for you. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. I'm sorry. Give me a moment. It is so good to see you. <laughs> to see you live see and in you person. Live. Yes. All righty, folks. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Ms. Zuberka, you are suing Mr. Strubble and his, um, actually, you're suing his construction company for $975 deposit that you paid him to do some work that he never did. Tell me what happened. In June of last year, the defendant reached out via text regarding concrete work I wanted done. I wanted a slab poured for my garbage cans and a sidewalk installed in the back. He came out on June 30th, did the site visit. On August 3rd, he sent me a quote via text for $1,500. On that same day, my dogs found a hole in my yard. So in that moment, I had no idea what this hole was. So a neighbor of mine was outside and I asked him to come and look at it. And he said, it's possible it's my septic tank. And he suggested I call the plumber. So on August 4th, a plumber came out, squirted water in the hole, and it sounded hollow. So he knew there was some kind of 
metal tank that the water was echoing off. So maybe it was a a, a prior septic tank that never got removed. It's exactly what it ended up being. At least it's not a sinkhole because we are talking about Florida. So (laughs) exactly. And that was my biggest fear because I was getting ready to install a pool about two feet away from this. And I texted Mike back and I said, look, it might have to, the concrete might have to wait. I'm not sure if I'm dealing with an abandoned septic tank or my current septic tank. So I told them what was going on. When they confirmed it was an abandoned septic tank, the plumber that was here said all they had to do was cave it in and fill it, and they would do it for $500. So the defendant told me, before I make any plans with this plumber, to let him know, because he has experience in septic, that he could do the work too. So when I told him they would do it for $500, he said that was a good price and that he would match their price. So I was like, okay, fine. It doesn't make sense to have one company do this and then have you come and do the other work if you can do it all. So he added the $500 to the quote and made it a $2,050 quote. And he wanted a 50% deposit. I mailed him a check on August 6th for $1,025. Okay. On September 15th, a month later, a month and a few days, I reached out and asked for a status update. Because originally when it started as just the concrete work, I wasn't in a hurry. But when I found this septic tank deteriorating in my backyard, my urgency kind of shifted. Um, so on September 15th, I, you say, hey, what's going on? When had you expected him? So originally on August 3rd, he quoted when he quoted me, he said his lead time is six to eight weeks, but he would shoot for a sooner date than that. Six to eight weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. OK. Right. That's unusual. And that would be fine. That right. would be fine if it was just the concrete work, but because I had. Okay. So issue, in any I event, mean, you wait about six weeks and then you ask him what's going on. What does he say? On the 15th, he, his response was, quote, I'll be close soon. Weather has me like. Okay. On September 25th, he texted back getting closer. Okay. On October, on October 12th, we are now one month again from the last time I touched base Three months in since the quote, I texted him to let him know that I was going to be out of town November 12th through November 16th. And I didn't know if he needed to be home or not. And he said I wouldn't need to be home. He'd know more that week, but he should be before. So November 18th, Good Lord. I'm back from vacation. Okay. <laughs> I'm back from vacation. I texted him again and... Uh, his response was moving along. He left messages with the vendor to check concrete prices. He should know tomorrow. Other than that, should be real soon. And he thanked me for my patience. Okay. On December on December 9th. December 9th. Again. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I checked in again. His response was that he's getting so close. The price of concrete has come down and he would let me know. At that moment is when my woman's intuition kicked in. And I was oh, like, is okay, that when it kicked in? Right. Because I got news for your woman's intuition. It's fired. Okay. <laughs> August, <laughs> September, October, November, December, four months. And what happens in yeah. December? A light bulb so kicks in, in this, and what do you do? I Googled his name. Oh, that's when and you Googled I, his name. Not before you gave him nine, well, almost a thousand bucks. Okay, go ahead. I and know. My what? dad said the same thing. I Googled his name and I found not only this business, but two other businesses that he did the exact same thing. Reading these reviews, you could have put my name at the bottom and my review would have read exactly the same. That he, he took kept their money waiting four months to do a little bit of concrete work. All right. Let me hear from you, yes, Mr. Mr. Strubble. What on earth is going on with you and Grand Design Construction and the job? Well, I have been way far behind 
lots of different parameters and I'm not going to give anybody a run of the mill excuse. I stayed in contact with her. Yes, the time frame was extremely lengthened. We're talking about four months. We're not talking about what was the yeah. four week delay. We're talking about the four month delay. What on earth could be the possible yeah. reason? And the lady keeps texting you and texting you. How we do it? How we do it? How we do it? Other than the obvious, yes, which is and- that you go to the person who complains the most what, and, and you're going to that person because they're mad. So you go to the maddest person. You don't go to the person who's super patient. After four months and the lady wants her money back, why wouldn't you give her her money back? Well, I had pre-ordered material and I'd also placed the machine on hold. Oh, let me see so- proof of everything you just said. I don't have it in front of me. In that something? I'm sorry, I did. In that something? Because it looks to me like you didn't do anything in four months. No, I didn't, but I had everything set up to be done. Oh, oh. Okay, I call her. I call her on Thursday, and I say, hey, I'm coming to your job. Is Thursday okay? She says, yes. And what happens on Thursday? I didn't finish the job prior to hers in time. So I say, can I come Monday? Right. And she says, no, I don't want you coming. You're yeah, fired. At some point, there's and a straw says, that breaks you're the not camels back. There, at I understand. Some point, she's and sick between of you. the pandemic, between I understand. The pandemic, between the pandemic, excuse me, you and being you shut down and having to file Stop. to I thought be, you were too busy. Which is it? You took the I job too busy, during but the I pandemic. Had to file. You took the job during the pandemic. You're in Jacksonville. Yeah. I am a Floridian. I understand. I know exactly how hard the pandemic hit Jacksonville. Okay? Please. Well, they shut businesses down. Yes, and I, I had know. To make in sure March I and April. Not in June and when June. you took the money or August, September. Now, are you kidding me? The beaches were packed. They were like this. They were all over the national news. If she was complaining and wanted her money back after four weeks, I'd say, lady, there's a pandemic. You got to be patient. Uh, but we're talking about four months. Four months. I understand. So what was the reason and, that yeah. you won't return the lady's money? Other than just being procrastinating and not managing my time very well. That's basically what it boils down to. Well, not only that, one of the things that you say is she breached the contract. How did she breach the contract? Well, she fired me the day, like pretty much two days before I was going to show up and do the work. (laughs) And then she never said it was a unused septic tank. She said it was an old septic tank. She told me it was a sinkhole caused from a septic tank, not informing me there is still a septic tank there. If I would have known there was a septic tank there, I am not legally licensed oh, to pull a septic tank. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's environmental. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Because at some point she finally said, give me my money back. You're not even licensed. And you're saying, oh, no, I'm not licensed for that. I thought that there was an empty hole without a septic tank. I in. thought so So as well. what is it, a balloon? What is holding the empty hole, creating the empty hole, if not an abandoned septic tank? If, it, if I would have seen a septic tank, I would have walked away from it and said, I can't do that. I am not licensed to pull a septic tank. That's environmental. Your Honor. Yeah. Give me a second. So here's your text no to him. Thank you. I'll let you know what my time frame will be once I know what kind of S H blank blank. No pun intended. I'm in right now. Have a great night. His response is, okay, cool. If the tank is dead, I'll be cheaper than whoever to fill it in. Please let me know what the outcome is before you pull the trigger on this. I've done a good bit of septic. Mr. Strubble, you are going to return this lady's money. 
You will return her $975. You will also pay her her court costs. And you will also pay her statutory prejudgment interest from August 3rd until today. That is what's going to happen. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Your Honor. So, Mr. Struble, you you lost this case big time. It was your own words that killed you, really killed you in this case. You understand that? Yes, it seemed to be, but I didn't get really a thorough Uh, chance to explain myself, but that's okay. You also have to get your schedule straightened out because you really are not very dependable. I I guess you understand that. I am behind. That's it, sir. You wouldn't believe. No, I believe you. I believe you for sure. All right. That's it. You lose. Uh, Ms. Zaburka, I got to tell you something. You are one very patient lady. You know that. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. And it's a shame you didn't do something before. But anyway, you did the right thing. You you came to court. Have you learned something from all of this? I have. I don't take referrals from friends. That's for sure. (laughs) And my patience has now been cut in half. So, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Okay. Well, good for you. Congratulations. You're going to get your money back, your court costs, and maybe some some other funds as well. All right. Thank you very much. Good luck to you you. now. Okay? You're welcome. Okay, Harvey. (laughs) Lady, very patient, right? So, Doug, this is interesting. It's another pandemic issue that has to be litigated in the courts. The question, exactly how much time can somebody delay a job in the middle of the pandemic? In this case, the judge felt the job could have been done at some point. But these issues are going to be litigated in droves. When an unmarried couple purchases a home together and one leaves the relationship, aren't they both responsible to pay the mortgage? Well, um, the people responsible to pay the mortgage are the people on the mortgage. So, that's the bottom line. Right. That's right? the bottom line. So, it, uh, In fact, who, the mortgage may have really nothing at all to do with the title. It's like the bank just wants to know, are we going to get paid and who do we go and after? We're putting a we're lien on getting, that house and right. you know that's the collateral for our loan. And who's paying that mortgage is right. whoever agreed to pay the mortgage. Right. But it's always, you know, it's a mess. It's just like yeah, a divorce exactly. because you have to distribute the assets. And so you have to figure out. Sometimes somebody might have the house, it might be his house, and then they started living together for the last 10 years. She's right. been paying the mortgage and beautifying the house. Right. One person might be taking on the lion's share of you a know, lot no. of stuff. So it's very complicated. It is complicated, but you know, more and more people are doing this. I think something like 15% or more of mortgages that are being lent now by banks are to couples who are unmarried which that, is, are, that are buying houses Which is houses fine. Together. If, if it's to both of them, then they're both going to still have to pay that mortgage. Right. I mean, and hopefully they're both on the deed. Right. And then both of them need to then sell the house. Right. And if you need to sell the house, but you're partner doesn't or your ex-partner doesn't, um, then you have to go to court and force a sale of the right. joint asset. Right. So which is fine. It can be done. That's just how it has to be done. It's just a lot of trouble. It is. It's a lot of trouble, but so is marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, 
Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Destiny Tunstill. She says the defendant, her on-again, off-again ex-girlfriend, owes her for an iPhone XS she smashed in a fit of anger. She also owes her for phone service and a tablet she paid for. And she's here seeking the $1,107.47 she surely owed. This is the defendant, Tanya Love. She says the plaintiff paid for these things as a gift, certainly not a loan. Nothing was ever mentioned about repaying the plaintiff. And the only reason she's being sued is because she's in a new and happy relationship now, and the plaintiff is jealous. She's accused of losing her temper with an ex. All parties, please hit your right hand. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Tunstall, you are suing your former girlfriend, Ms. Love, for $1,107.47 that you say she owes you and refuses to pay. Tell me what happened. So a little background information. We were on and off in a relationship for three and a half years. She was like my best friend and stuff like that. So in January of 2019, I got the newest iPhone, which was the XS Max. Um, I was just on my account myself. A couple months later, um, I added her to my account, which was the iPhone. How? Um, can I just ask you a question? How old are you? I'm 21. 22. 21. You're 22. And how old are you, Ms. Love? Yes, I'm 19. 19. All right. And you guys were on and off again how long? For three and a half years. Okay. And so you add her to your phone service and what's the plan? When you gave it to her, was it supposed to be a gift or was it something she was supposed to pay? Something she was supposed to pay. Well, let me ask you, was that something, was it a gift or was it something you were supposed to pay, Ms. Love? It was a gift. Okay. And why was she giving you that gift? Because um, in 2018, December, I had sold my phone for Christmas, I had an iPhone 6 Plus. I sold my phone. I didn't have a phone when her birthday came around, January 5th. And when she went to go get her phone, I still didn't have a phone. So she ended up also buying me a phone that I did not ask for. Right. And what did she tell you when she gave it to you? She just told me it was my phone and I'm on her plan and she's going to pay for it. At the okay. time, I was only 17. I couldn't even get no job. Okay. Well, you can get a job at 17. I don't know what that just meant, what you just said. I mean, I, I had a job at 14. You can get a job. Now, you say in your complaint, Ms. Tunstall, then about a month or two later, I bought the defendant a pre-owned iPhone 7 and added her to my phone plan, which included the phone payments and the service. A few months after that, I bought my sister an iPhone 8 and also added her to my plan. I paid the phone bills for both the defendant and my sister each month. But in May, my hours were cut. So I could no longer afford to pay everyone's phones and service. But you don't say anywhere that they're supposed to pay it and didn't. Sounds like you were just trying to be nice to your sister and and your girlfriend and get them phones. And then there came a time when you couldn't afford it anymore. Am I correct? It was was like I told them in person. Like my sister, she would give me like $20, a couple dollars here and there without like her knowing that she's putting her part. But my sister would also give me money for her bill. 
but Lanaya wouldn't give me anything for her bill. Okay. Do you have any texts or anything where Lanaya recognizes that she's supposed to pay you for the bill? No, I don't have that phone anymore. She broke the phone. Tell me about her breaking the phone. Me and her got into an altercation because um, during the time I was going through my girly problems or whatever, and she was at her um, auntie's house and she wanted me to pick her up, but I told her that I wasn't feeling too good. So later that day, I came to pick her up. She got mad because I had broke her necklace. She snatched my phone, ran outside when I tried to go take it from her. She physically assaulted me and she threw my phone into the street, which broke my phone. And I have a witness for it. Is your witness here? Yes. Okay. I'm going to hear from your witness in a second. Let me hear from you, Ms. Love. Was there a time when you two got into an argument and ended up in a physical altercation where you threw her phone and broke it? No, we never physically fought. Okay. Let me hear from your witness, please. Hello. Douglas, could you please swear in? Absolutely. Can you raise your right hand for me, please? You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So I hope you got Yes. Thank you. Your okay. Honor. What is your relationship to them? Destiny is my sister. Lanaya was a friend. What do you know about this case? I believe the Lanaya got mad because of Destiny had did something or said something about the phone. They ended up storming out the house. Lanaya ended up storming out the house, running downstairs. They was outside fighting. Lanaya took her phone and threw it and cracked it in the street. Did you actually see Lanaya do that? Yes, because I was standing outside on the stairs. Ms. Love, you want to respond to that? I never had an argument with any of them. Like, none of them was there when me and Destiny got into it. So when, oh, when you and Destiny got into it, well, at least you're admitting this much that you and Destiny got into it. Now, can you tell me what it is? Because before you were saying nothing happened, you never had an argument. So now tell me about what you got into when you got into it. We got into an argument, but we never got into an altercation. Everybody wasn't involved. When you got into an argument, what happened? Nothing. I just left her whole house. Did you throw her phone down like her sister is saying she saw you do? No, All right. Now, we know that the phone is, in fact, cracked in the front and the back, which isn't like, you know, a small thing. I mean, that's more than, oh, I I dropped it once. That's like a pretty serious damage there. So she breaks your phone, according to you. And then what happens? Once she broke the phone, I was crying. I was mad. Um, I also noticed that my tablet was missing. I asked her to return the tablet. She said no, and she was going to sell it, so I reported it stolen. Did you file a police report? No, I just um, filed it with Sprint, and they documented it. So when they document, what do they do for you when you tell them that it's stolen? Um, They just blacklist it, and they cut the service off. Okay, so they cut the service off, and do they make you continue paying for the service, or they don't? I stopped paying the bill after June. And then, but did they continue to bill you? Yes. Okay. I see a series of Instagram texts where you ask her to pay off the bill. She says, no, why not? I don't even got that phone anymore. I don't think you're seeing each other at this point anymore. No. I'm still paying for the blank that was your phone, so it's your responsibility. Doesn't matter. Report it stolen like you did the rest. Let me know if they say they'll give me a new phone. I'll pay for it. If not, nope. Does she ever admit to owing you the money? I think in one of her messages, she said she was going to pay me because she already didn't return the tablet and for the cell phone. She actually Wait, what happened with the tablet? She stole the tablet and she ended up selling it, I believe, on OfferUp. And she did the same thing as well with the phone. Did, did you sell the tablet and the phone, Ms. Love? No, my phone, that phone ended up breaking. And so did the tablet. Breaking how? Just by yapping them. And then what did you do with them? 
And how do you know that she sold it on OfferUp? Because that's usually what she does. She's known for selling stuff on OfferUp. No, I'm sorry, but were you just making that up or did you see it on OfferUp? You have no idea what she did, but she could still oh, no, be using it. I try searching, you know, off of it, but I know that's what she do with her. Right, um, but how do you know she sold it? Maybe she's using it. Like, I, I, like you just testified under oath, oh, she sold it on offer up. Where did you get that? You're saying you're just guessing? Ms. Love, I'm going to order you to pay the $274.87, which is the remaining balance of the iPhone XS, which I believe that you did break during an argument. I'm not going to order you to pay punitive damages. I'm I am looking at the last two remaining things that are being sued for. One of them is the final amount due for Ms. Love's phone and service. And the rest of it is the final amount due for the Samsung tablet. And I am having a hard time looking at a complaint that says, I added in my phone plan and I'm paying hers and my sister's stuff. It doesn't say they're supposed to pay me. They're, uh, you know, they're going to pay me back when they can. That doesn't say any of that. It's just you love them both and you were paying their bills until the day came in May when you couldn't. And then you told everybody, okay, party's over. Now you guys got to pay. And then your sister didn't pay much and Ms. Love didn't pay any. But a gift, you can't turn a gift into something else just by willing it. I suppose your theory on this is, okay, but I said, give me my gift back. And when you did and it is now stolen, uh, that's not much of a theory. It's either a gift or it isn't a gift. I find insufficient evidence uh, to suggest that there is a debt owed for the phone or the tablet. But I do find that there is sufficient evidence regarding the damage of the phone for the $274.87. I am not finding punitive damages. My verdict on the plaintiff's lawsuit against the defendant is $274.87. Good luck, ladies. Thank you. So in these competing lawsuits, only the plaintiff prevails, but just for $274, not the more than $1,100 she was asking for. Uh, Ms. Love, let me have a sidebar with you. What do you think about the outcome of the case? Uh, I'm cool with that, I guess. Okay, you'll go with that. You have no choice. The judge says you have to. All right, Ms. Turnstall, how about you? What do you think about the outcome of this case? What what happened between the two of you, by the way? You were you were friends, and then it all fell apart. Well, that's because things started happening, and I just didn't, was just over it. So it is what it is, and I'm happy with the outcome. You are. Okay, you'll get $274, and that'll do it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the end of this case. Harvey, what's your take on this dispute? Doug, this is interesting because in a situation like this, what the judge does is she looks at the conduct of the parties. And in this case, it was the plaintiff who paid the monthly bills month after month after month. And that's clear evidence that this was a gift. My car was towed from my condo lot. How far away can it be towed? I live in Illinois. Is there anything worse than having your car towed? I mean, you're coming out of some place, you're getting to your car, you're going to have to go home or go to work or go somewhere important enough to get in your car. Get somebody to and pick the car, you up. Right. It's not there. Now you've got to get a ride to the tow lot. The fees right? are astronomical. Yeah, you get there. There's, it's a fence. There's razor wire on top of the fence. You get inside. Friendly. There's a little bill. There's, there's angry dogs pacing around inside. You get there. Your and first thought is it's been right. stolen. It's awful. Well, okay. Well, the question was, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How far can they tow your car? This particular viewer was was reaching out from Illinois, uh, uh, from a county in Illinois where 
it looks like it's probably governed by the Illinois Commerce Commission rule that says uh, 10 miles for incorporated areas, 15 miles for unincorporated areas. And that's that more- air miles. That's not like, you know, winding roads. That's that's as the crow flies. So oh. that's a rule of thumb. He'd have to check and see if there's a county rule. or. And I presume that every city well. has a different rule and you just have to check your city. It's a patchwork like- of rules across the country by jurisdiction from cities to counties to states. And some of them are more consumer friendly and more tow truck friendly. It just varies. Yeah. <laughs> These are the plaintiffs, Chelsea and Kimberly. Chelsea says the defendant scammed them on some Pokemon cards he sold them. That's right. He advertised certain cards, but when they received them, the guy exchanged those expensive cards with ones that weren't worth anything. They're suing this con man for the $400 he stole from them. This is the defendant, Nathan. He says he denies a bait and switch and sold the plaintiffs exactly the cards he advertised. These people have been harassing him on social media. They're even bothering his wife on Facebook. And if anyone's owed money today, it's him. He's accused of false advertising. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,000 for harassment. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Chelsea and Ms. Kimberly, mother and daughter. Okay, you're suing Mr. Nathan because according to you, he pulled a bait and switch on some Pokemon cards. He has a counterclaim against you for harassment. Tell me what happened. Well, first of all, I just wanted to back up and say we've been, oh my goodness, collecting Pokemon cards since about the year 2000, just treasure hunting, having some fun with the kids when they were real little. And we just sort of continued to do that. And so a couple of weeks ago um, on OfferUp, which is an app, we met Nathan and um, began chatting over the OfferUp about some Pokemon cards that he had. And when it came time to show pictures, we had to get off and go to texting because you can't show a lot of pictures on texting, but we established a report throughout the day um, on offer up and then by texting and then eventually set up a time to meet in the uh, in the late uh, late night. Actually, it was pretty late by the time I got off work and we made the journey. It was about an hour away to pick up the cards. And when we got there and picked up the cards, when we left and actually looked at what we had gotten, um, we had given him $400. Okay, so what you got was not worth $400? Why didn't you look at it before you handed him the $400? Well, so we had established rapport with him throughout the day. He had put a whole box of stuff together and said there was extras included and goodies, and the best one was on top, and it was a holographic Japanese Charizard, which is a good card. And so we thought, oh, well, he's you know he's giving us freebies, and um, he said he wanted to get rid of all of it. So when he said, he wanted to get rid of everything. We didn't think anything would be removed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't understand. Did you open the box or you didn't even open the box? Um, we opened the box. We did not um, examine the specific cards inside the binder while we were there. See, that's the thing. Like you guys are, are experienced collectors. I would think that you would open the box and examine the binder and kind of. So what? So what? Why didn't you? Uh, you just. Oh, I felt like we knew each other because we've been texting all day. Yeah. That's it. By the time we got home, it was like 10.30. And he had really good ratings, too. He had good ratings. It was a report. And then also in that moment, it's strange. You just, we were masked. 
and it was just like a quick it it was a naive mistake. There's a ter- There's no good reason. Mr. Nathan, what gives? According to them, um, they bought it because, mm-hmm. in part because of holographic cards that were supposed to be in there, and according to them, they're not. Yeah, so I mean, I sold it to them as they came and bought it as treasure hunters. Um, I had the lot set up for sale. I didn't have any specific cards laid out. Um from my original post, it was mostly sports cards. But um, then during the day, yeah, you guys were texting back and forth, right? Yes. So and did, did you not like text them I, that there were holographic cards included in the set? There was holographic cards included in the set. And then did um, you give them the holographic cards? They would have been scattered throughout the binder and the boxes, yes. Because they're saying that there were no holographic cards. Well, the Charizard on top, that one was definitely holographic. Um, right, but what but about the other ones that you sent a picture of? Those ones w- would have been scattered amongst them and maybe not all of them necessarily included. Why not all included? What would you be showing them a picture of a holographic card for if you're not including it? Well, because the main reason I was sending the pictures was informative. They wanted to know what kind of stuff I had um, and what kind of stuff that they could get. They seem to be really gung-ho about the Charizard. Um, that was so much ha- the most iconic. So just a moment. So did your ad list what was happening and they misunderstood that you were including all the holographic? I- I'm not understanding. You had an ad and the ad uh, said what? That you were selling what? So the ad said I had a tote full of cards. Miscellaneous. There's a thousand sports cards, a thousand Pokemon cards, bunch of extras. I took five, six still photos only one contained uh, a glimpse of pokemon cards and maybe eight cards were visible um and even with the so text then when they start talking back. to you let's look at the text let's see what i'm interested in finding out exactly what conversations you folks have that leads to the purchase yeah so the pictures that you're seeing that's the binder that they got they got those cards in that binder is there any picture here that has pictures of cards you did not include? I would have to look. Yeah, I'd like you to look at them because we're in court and this is kind of important. It's what you're being sued for. So, Chelsea, did all these cards come? No. And you can see some of them are shiny and reflective. Okay. So this is the second picture that you sent them. And according to them, this is not in the binder. Did you pull out the holographic ones before you gave them the box, no, no, Mr. Nathan? No, then. Did no you? Way. Okay, so let's ask it a different way. Were these that are in this picture included in the binder? Yes, ma'am. So you're saying these were in the box? Yes, ma'am. And they're saying? Well, tons, there's, there's tons. Okay, yeah, and they're I, saying, I, no, you pulled I, those out. And I'm, I'm concerned because a second ago you started to talk about how, well, not every picture I gave them is of something I was selling to them. It wasn't included in the original ad. So I'm trying to figure out what you're getting at because that sounds like in your head you know you took some stuff out. So just explain what you took out and why. I was offering one binder to them, and they were in inquiring about another binder that wasn't even in the offer up. And what what did that other binder have? So that's the binder that they're getting the picture or the majority of those pictures are coming from are from the other one. Really? All right. So you're sending them pictures of, uh, and the majority of them are from the other binder, but your statement underneath all those pictures is the one with the McDonald's card is from the other binder. Not 
Seven of them are from the other binder. No, yeah, exactly. But they no, not known. exactly. But you they, and I are not agreeing. We're not on the same page. I'm concerned because you're telling me that the majority of the pictures you sent these people are from another binder. That's an inkling to me that you did remove stuff before giving it to them. Can I ask you, ladies, something? Um, when you looked through that, did you immediately contact him, Chelsea or Kimberly? Yeah. At 9.58, you send a picture. These pages are not in the notebook. There are no holos as were in the pics you showed us. Why? Please respond quickly or I will report. Very upset and disappointed. You have one chance to make this right. Zell me the money back at this number within 15 minutes or I'm reporting you to the police department and offer up. And does he ever respond to any of this stuff? No, ma'am, he didn't respond. And I did after I waited about 30 minutes, I did call the police department. And so what did the police do? Um, I showed him a couple of pictures and he said that that he didn't think there was enough to um, to go out and arrest him for that. For a crime. Right. <laughs> so he told you it was a civil crime. matter and that's why a you're here. Matter. So I have a, a question for you. Is there any value to the stuff that you have? Yeah, I did an estimate of of a fair value. The Charizard being the most valuable card. Um, but the, the binder without any of the hollows is a maximum $50. Um, and, and you did see, we upped the price when we saw those photos. We originally offered 300. We went up to 400 when, when we saw those photos, like, oh, that's a better value. We thought we were being fair. So what do you want? You want to return all this to him and you want your money back. Yes. And Mr. Nathan, when I look at these texts and I see that you are showing them, oh, most of those pictures were things I weren't, wasn't selling to them. I kind of feel like you're not particularly transparent, Mr. Nathan, and I don't like it. I'm ordering you to return the $400 and we'll make arrangements for you to return the $50 worth of Pokemon cards. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiffs are going to get their money back on this deal. Kind of a surprise. Uh, Nathan, let me ask you, what are you thinking right now? Are you surprised? A little bit surprised, uh, but, you know, can't win them all. That's the judge's verdict. I'd be happy to get my card back, too. That's that's, that's, that's good. (laughs) Okay. Chelsea, Kimberly, how do you feel about the outcome of this? I did learn a valuable lesson from this. Always pay through the app. Always check the merchandise and never give your personal information out online. Use PayPal. Don't use cash. Anyway, congratulations. Thank you. You, you get Thank your you money know. back. Okay, very good. All right, Harvey, this is a valuable lesson for everybody going to buy something like this, right? Doug, right you are. Uh, in a situation like this, by the way, uh, when you are buying something sight unseen, make sure you get something in an email or a text with a picture of what you're buying. And that way you can compare the picture against what you actually receive. Don't do it in the dark. Get those pictures before and after. Marilyn, do you read law books or law articles for fun? Fun? No. Fun. It's uh, for fun and profit. Um, <laughs> what do you no. read? Comic books? I like, go, no, I, I'll, I'll read. I mean, I, I find 
I mean, I think anybody who's a lawyer or a judge has to stay up on the law. So right. if something is new and novel and it's in the news, I will sometimes go behind it and say, well, I'd like to see the indictment or I'd like to, um, you know, yeah, to figure true. out why a judge ruled exactly. a certain way. That a lot. Right. Like, and well, I, I, want to, I want to know what the common law is. I want to know what the case law is. What's right. Uh, well, I don't know if that was so bad. Let's see what what's allowed in their state or stuff like that. I mean, I find that I do a lot of my reading will always be, you know, murder, mystery, thriller, so uh, spy, the law enforcement. Kind of woven into it yeah. somehow, right? Yeah. You like watching those kinds of shows on TV. Yeah. A movie that we watched with our kids about a month ago that we both love. My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's It'll so still be my favorite movie of all time. just great stuff. The best movie ever. About best movie ever. Trial work. Or I used to teach at New Judges College in the state of Florida. Whenever new judges were sworn in in January, there's a there's a, uh, a training session in January. And I used to teach jury selection with them. And my partner who co-taught with me, who's now a federal judge, he and I always had little snippets of My Cousin Vinny when we were doing it. Yeah, kind of keep people on their toes, make them laugh a little bit. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.